Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. podcast my name is andrew alex live from the espn blacksburg studios here in beautiful downtown blacksburg virginia where the storm has passed graduation weekend is over and i can finally walk around and go to a restaurant without having to wait in line however congratulations to all our graduates i'll probably name a couple of them at the end of our show here i'm here with two guys that graduated uh What's getting to be a few years ago, first, live from the 757, we have Ricky Blue. Ricky, what's going on, Chief? Not, it's not really several years ago yet, is it? I graduated in 2016. I know Mike might be a bit older than me on that one, so he may be several years, but I, I guess I'm still in the few category. Yeah, and once, I feel like once you get past 10 years, then we're going to several years. So you're halfway there. Yeah, halfway. Mike McDaniel, I think, is graduated six years ago 2015 how you doing buddy yeah i don't know if that's several years i don't think we're at several years yet if the decade is the qualifier we're still good we're still under that threshold but i'm on the back nine so to speak i'm I'm still chilling at two years i just i just passed two years so it's not the worst thing in the world but hey we got a lot of stuff to cover on the basketball front staff changes are abound first before we talk about it and I'm excited to talk about it. We got to tell you something else I'm excited about. The quality of service at Main Street Pharmacy. Yes, Main Street Pharmacy in downtown Blacksburg. It's the pharmacy that you want to go to if you want a healthcare provider that truly cares about you. Be a neighbor, not a number. And look no further Main Street Pharmacy. Dr. Jeremy Counts and his wonderful staff will take care of everything you need. So let's start things off. And I just, before we get into the replacement, which is something I'm very excited about, I want you to tell me your initial reaction when you heard that Chester Frazier was heading out of town and moving to Illinois. Um, disappointed, but not surprised. Um, I think Chester and as we'll talk a bit more later with Christian Webster, both of these guys were coaches that were not going to be in Blacksburg for an extended period of time. Um, both of their coaches have come highly regarded not just among people in in the New River Valley, but also people across the college basketball landscape. And um, when there was an opening at Chester Frazier's um, alma mater at Illinois, it made perfect sense for him. It's a great fit. Um, so you can't really fault the guy at all. It sucks for Virginia Tech because they lose uh, a an instrumental piece to Mike Young's program in Blacksburg but it's not something that Mike Young can't supplement. And we'll get more into that 
shortly. Um, but it, it obviously disappointing given how successful Frazier has been, not just as a developer of talent, but also a recruiter. Mike, l- looking at this, is Illinois that big of a step up job wise from Virginia Tech? Or do you think this was mostly done on the basis of heading home to the alma mater for Chester? Well, I mean, currently the Illinois job, like within the last five years, I mean, the Virginia Tech job has been better, but historically Illinois is the better basketball program. Um, You know, if you're looking back at a larger sample size, I mean, Illinois is known for being a basketball school, whereas Virginia Tech historically has been known for being a football school. And, you know, no matter how good or bad the football team is, in my opinion, Virginia Tech will always be a football school. Um, so I, I think that's the differentiator there. As far as Chester Frazier's decision, I think it was totally based on the fact that that's his alma mater and who can blame him for, for going home to the school where he played. Um, and it wasn't a surprise to me and it definitely was disappointing. And I think if you're a Virginia Tech fan and you were looking at this in a state of shock, you probably shouldn't have been considering the reasons that we just mentioned. Um, but again, you know, I, I think, you know, as a fan, you know, you should have been prepared for this. Uh, Mike Young as a coach was definitely prepared for it. And, you know, he understands how sought after his assistants are, which is a good problem to have if you're Virginia Tech. You know, it means that you're building a basketball program that, you know, and we talked about this on the football side too, where you want to have coaches who are sought after by other programs or a higher level of athletics or what have you. And um, Chester Frazier going home to Illinois it's not only his alma mater, but Frazier's just a really good basketball coach. So it's a tough loss for Virginia Tech, but it's something that, you know, Mike Young was clearly prepared for. So let's talk about the replacement level guy here, or the replacement guy here, Mike. And this is a hire that a lot of Virginia Tech fans are excited about. Mike Jones, the head coach at DeMatha High School for the last 19 years, where he won a national championship in 2006 has compiled a 511 and 119 record, coached five current NBA players, including the 2017 number one pick, Markel Fultz, and has connections all over the DMV. Now, Mike Young said himself, this was out of left field. What was your rapid reaction to this, boys? I mean, it's a great hire. Um, It's, I don't want to call it outside the box because Mike Jones is a very good high school basketball coach. Um, and, you know, DeMatha is not only one of the best basketball programs in the DMV, it's one of the best basketball programs in the country. It's a nationally known brand at the high school level. So it's really important for recruiting um, and not only the DC metro area, which has a ton of basketball talent but also on a more national scale, uh, because not only was Mike Jones uh, the coach at DeMatha High School, but he's been a coach for USA Basketball. He has connections all across the country. Um, he knows, you know, these top level basketball programs that he's competed against um, as the coach at DeMatha, not only in DC, but across the country. Um, and he's got you know, relationships with those coaches. And he's got existing relationships with players if they've played DeMatha recently. Um, so it's not only the kids that you could get out of DeMatha High School, right, or out of a neighboring area to Virginia. It's about the kids that you can get 
outside of the DC metro area as well. Some of the top players in the country, Mike Jones has relationships with those coaches at other top programs. And I think that's really important part of this. And I think that's why, you know, he was obviously brought in because a big question that we all had when Mike Young was hired wasn't whether or not he could coach. I mean, some people were at, were wondering if he could coach in the ACC, which I always thought was silly. Um, the, the real question to me when he was brought in was, okay, how is he going to be able to recruit? Um, and is he going to be able to build a staff that can compete at the upper echelon of the ACC? Because Buzz Williams proved that he could put a staff together. And Buzz Williams, of course, we all know can recruit himself. And he's been very good at for a, a very long time. Um, but the question for Mike Young coming from Wofford, where he was at for so long, was, okay, can he build that staff to recruit in the ACC? And he did that. And he did that quickly, which was really important. Um, and Chester Frazier was a big part of that. Christian Webster, another pretty significant part of that as well. We'll get into to the Christian Webster stuff here shortly um, because he could potentially depart. But I look at Mike Jones as a net, it's a net positive, you know, being able to bring a guy like that in. It certainly offsets the loss of Chester Frazier, but I think even more so it's a plug and play for Christian Webster if he ends up leaving, which has been rumored and he's been really sought after as well. If he ends up leaving, I mean, Christian Webster's primary area where he's been recruiting or has had the most recruiting success has been DC, Maryland, and Virginia. So being able to bring in Mike Jones, a guy who knows that area, like the back of his hand is crucial. And then being able to kind of take that and recruit across the country, I think is really important for the basketball program moving forward. So I think it's a really good hire by Mike Young. So is this going to be more of a thing that you think has an impact on the DMV or does the U16 basketball connection that because Mike Jones, obviously, as you mentioned there, he coaches Team USA U16. Does Virginia Tech now have the potential to be a national powerhouse in recruiting? I think that this might be a pipeline for DeMatha kids. I mean, small forward Tyrell Williams is number 53 player in the 2022 class DeMatha player. He's already received a crystal ball to Virginia tech since the hiring of Mike Jones. They have another uh, top 100 player, Rodney Rice in there as well. I'd assume he'd be a target for Virginia tech, but do those connections nationally give Virginia tech the potential to recruit on the national scale, essentially with the top players in the country. Yes. I'm, I'm not expecting Mike Jones to turn Virginia Tech into a powerhouse recruiting. I don't think Virginia Tech will ever be a basketball recruiting powerhouse or a football recruiting powerhouse for that matter. But strictly for this sport, the the coaching experience that, that Mike Jones has to me far outweighs what he can do as a coach or excuse me, as a recruiter. When you bring in someone who has coached at one of the premier private high school basketball programs, not just in the, in the mid Atlantic or the East coast, but the entire country, you bring in someone who has a plethora of national youth coaching experience, whether it be with team USA or the Nike USA youth teams, you're bringing in someone who understands how to connect with players on a personal level and use that to help them develop as, as basketball players. To me, that, that, that trait is undeniably the best thing about this hire. I'm not, I'm not trying to dismiss the kinds of connections that Mike Jones has made across the country because Lord knows he probably has a ton of them. But I think for a program like Virginia Tech that is especially on the basketball side that is always going to have to 
try and recruit the best they can, but develop the players that they have and, and take advantage of the years that they have maybe two to two to four seniors in the starting in the starting five, where they can make a run in the NCAA tournament, having someone who is this involved in the development of players um, at different levels, whether it be just the high school level, the advanced high school level, um, you know, outside of school at, at, you know, like an AAU type level, Mike Jones has done it all. And um, the, the more I've thought about this, I'm not sure that there is a better hire that could have been made. Um, His, his coaching experience, his international playing experience, the guy played in like four different countries as a professional. I mean, he, and also he's an ODU grad, shout out seven, five. Um, he, he's obviously someone who understands how to develop people. And I think that that, that skill that he's obviously shown over his entire coaching career is going to be absolutely invaluable. And t- to be quite honest, I'm kind of shocked that he hasn't been offered a coaching position elsewhere. Um, maybe he has and he turned it down, but his resume is good, is good enough for him to have already been an assistant at a, a power five institution. Now a lot's been made about the connection between Mike Jones and Nike. Now I, I know that shoe companies play a big role in college basketball recruiting, but, I'm not exactly sure how that works. Can either of you possibly try to explain that to me? Well, a lot of these, these youth players, they don't just play high school basketball. They, they don't just play middle school basketball. They play in all of these AAU tournaments. And a lot of these, these, um, these recreational tournaments, these amateur tournaments, um, a lot of teams are sponsored by shoe companies. And Nike happens to be, a, a, a very involved company in terms of promoting youth basketball. And they, they put a lot of money into the development of young basketball players so that those basketball players, when they grow up, they'll be wearing Nike stuff and it, it furthers their brand. Um, Virginia tech is obviously a Nike school, even even though Virginia Tech kind of got screwed on their last Nike deal, which is a different discussion for another day, I'd be pretty shocked if Virginia Tech moves on from Nike when the contract comes up in a few years. Um, I think Virginia Tech is probably going to be a Nike school for the foreseeable future. So having someone who has been involved with the Nike brand for so long certainly isn't a negative. I don't think it's going to have a giant impact. Um, But again, someone who has that, that experience coaching Nike youth teams is certainly not uh, a disadvantage. Absolutely. Absolutely. And those connections seem to really resonate. And maybe this is something that could really benefit Virginia tech in the long run. I think the hires are slam dunk gentlemen. And I'm trying to think in recent Virginia tech history, is there a recruiting or a, a, excuse me, an assistant coach hire that from a recruiting perspective, you looked at it and you said, we got this one right more than you say with this one. And it could be any sport, by the way. Um, I mean, the John Tenuta hire I thought was pretty damn good on the football side. Yeah. But Jerry in Kill. terms of <laughs> Jerry kill too. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry kill. kill. I mean, but 
in terms of like higher level, you know, assistant coach, which is what this is, this would be like the equivalent of a position coach in football. I'm not sure that there has been a better, a better assistant hire, um, at least in my time covering Virginia Tech athletics. So, so what is the... at least on paper? We have to remember that yeah. this is all on paper. There's a chance it doesn't work out. There's a chance that all coaching hires don't work out. But all of the evidence suggests that this is going to be an excellent hire. We should uh, we should record what you just said there, Rick, and put that at the end of every single episode that we do of this thing. <laughs> kind of like at the end of a, like a medical commercial where they list all the potential side effects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we definitely need to make sure people realize that you know as much as we see all the evidence on paper, things happen. But just if you if if we look at the 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 information that's available to us, it's hard not to see why this isn't a a stellar hire and again i don't really understand why mike jones has not been more sought after by other power Mm -hmm. five programs because i really think this is the kind of individual that you need to have in your program someone who is not just a um a good recruiter which again is important but someone who has been so ingrained in the development of young basketball players at different levels and at different locations. I just think that that's invaluable experience. So uh, consider this possibility though. Maybe Mike Jones has been sought after. And maybe you took took the Virginia Tech opportunity to open up where he said, regionally, this makes sense. From a recruiting perspective, the the amount of responsibility that I'll have will make sense. It's in the ACC. So you get your foot in the door in the premier college conference in college basketball. And he looked at all the stars aligning and said, this is somewhere where I know I will succeed on the recruiting trail and I'll do it immediately. Yeah. And I think a lot of it too is the level of respect that you have for the head coach, right. And flat out just as a coach. Now I'm not saying that, you know, Mike Young, you know, or I'm sorry, that Mike Jones is going, you know, to other schools potentially and looking at that saying, all right, this guy can't really coach. I don't want to coach with him. But there's something about Mike Young that draws assistants to him and assistants who have coached with him have nothing but good things to say about him. He's got a reputation in the collegiate basketball industry that is unmatched, right? Like he's a guy who is very well respected, known universally as a really good guy who does things the right way. You can't say that about every coach in college basketball. And I think it's probably the perfect storm, right? You got like you mentioned, Andrew, you got the region, right? What he'd be responsible for from recruiting. It's in the ACC. It's, in my opinion, a, a top five job in the conference right now, um, given you know what they've done with um, the, the basketball practice arena and what they're now going to do with the renovations to Castle. Mike Young is a coach, is a draw there. Um, so I just think it's a really intriguing opportunity. I can understand why he took it. Um, and, and I'm with you guys. I'm sure he's had other opportunities um, that he's – you know, looked into in the past, but if he has not been as sought after as maybe we think, like Ricky alluded to, that's a mistake, just given the level of basketball program that the Napa is. And, you know, I really harped on the recruiting uh, part of this, but like Ricky mentioned, I mean, this guy can flat out coach. I mean, he wouldn't be coaching USA basketball going all across the country, um, you know, teaching kids the game if you didn't know what the hell he was talking about. I mean, this guy can flat out coach. It's definitely a huge part of this. So how excited are we? Is this the kind of deal where 2022, 2023 recruiting classes are 
finalized. And Virginia Tech's now sitting in the top 15 classes in college basketball. Top 10, maybe. Is that a possibility? I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if, if we've talked about this on the podcast yet, but I know that I've talked to you guys about it um, off air, but recruiting is such a, a, a freaking crapshoot, man. Like, I... I have I have completely given up on trying to uh, assess a school's recruiting prowess and a screw a school's recruiting talent. So that's why I am so excited about what Jones brings as a coach yep. and as a developer of young men, rather than the connections that he has. Because I'm, I'm I don't want to discount them and say that they're not relevant because they are. But for me and for a program like Virginia Tech that isn't Duke, it's not Kentucky, it's not UCLA, it's not North Carolina, a school that is going to have to, in most years, rely on developing young basketball players that are a bit overlooked in terms of the, the, the elite programs, but guys that still have tools that you can work with. Having someone who has experience developing those tools to me far outweighs the kinds of connections that he's built across the country. That's uh, that's fair. That's fair. Good answer. I agree. I mean, I I definitely agree. I like the uh, Dave Perks approach. Shout out Dave that, uh, yeah. that Ricky adopted. Where let us know when he signed, and then we'll we'll figure it out from there. Um, Because we were all excited about Joe Bamisil and we had him on this podcast. Joe's a great guy and, you know, he's moved on to George Washington now. But we all thought he was going to do big things at Virginia Tech. Um, Tyree Saunders was another one. Tyree Saunders was another one. I'm I'm not like – this is what I was telling you guys. I'm not buying into the hype anymore. I'm not. I'm not going to hype these guys up now just because there's no no way of knowing whether or not they're going to be any good. Even someone like Taraja Mitchell, for, for guys who may not remember that name, he was a five-star linebacker from my from my town, Virginia Beach, Virginia. He goes to Ohio State, and he hasn't started at all until now, and he's a senior at Ohio State. Oh, yeah, and there was and, that. And he may not – and there's no, there's no serious inclination that he's going to be a stud. So I, I'm just – I'm backing away from the whole recruiting side of things a little bit and trying to figure out – what all of that entails but until then i'm going to seriously focus more on player development yeah i mean at the end of the day that's the nature of the beast here in college sports now they come as easily as they go and each year you're going to get replacement players from the transfer portal just as you lose guys at the same time we've seen that for the basketball team we've seen the good and the bad from the transfer portal on the football side as well it's going to be something that fans and media types like ourselves are going to have to approach with a grain of salt going forward. But when I look at this Mike Jones hire, here's kind of where I'm at. This team that we saw on the basketball court for Virginia Tech this season, is returning a lot of their production. Not a lot of these guys are going to graduate. There's years of eligibility left from key contributors. And when we have our moment, assuming that all these guys stay within the program, where you're in your 2019 basketball mode, where your key contributors are now, you know, as Ricky mentioned before, you have between three and five seniors 
on the floor with experience and potential to make a run of the tournament. And if Mike Jones can start adding a bunch of top 100 guys to be those supplemental bench players during that period of time, the sky's the limit, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm convinced this is going to be a good hire from a pure coaching standpoint. And then from a recruiting standpoint, that's where I'm most excited to see the potential of where this goes. Um, recruiting's a crapshoot, but I'm all in on the connections to the DMV and, and who he knows across the country from the top high school programs. I think it's going to help Virginia Tech out a lot, but that's kind of a wait and see. I'm most intrigued by that. I think it's going to be a slam dunk from a coaching standpoint. I'm, I think it's a surefire slam dunk, actually, from a, as close to it as you can be, you know, in, in you know, collegiate athletics. I mean, this guy can flat out coach. If he has a good relationship with Mike Young, I mean, it's, it's going to be a good marriage there. It's, it's all a matter of what he can bring to the table recruiting-wise. That's what I'm most excited to see. Does the Christian Webster departure bother you at all, or is the Mike Jones news good enough that you're not sounding any alarms on that front? Um, Chester leaving definitely is a problem. Um, he's someone who has had proven success in Blacksburg as a recruiter and as a developer. So anytime you lose a known commodity like that, it's going to stink. Um, I, I was, I was more worried about it before I knew that Mike Jones is being hired. Now that I know that Jones is the one that's effectively taking his place, although he, I mean, may actually be taking Christian Webster's place. Um, I'm, I'm not as worried about it, uh, but it, it's still a, 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 an issue for the program moving forward and that they're going to have to try and plug someone else into a system that was already working with Chester Frazier. Yeah, Frazier, Frazier had a bit more coaching experience than Webster. I'm not trying to poo-poo it from a coaching standpoint for Webster. I think Webster would have been a more significant loss for recruiting than coaching um, just because of his experience level. I mean, I think Chester Frazier is, is the bigger coaching loss just because he brings more years of experience. Um, and then Webster, I think, in theory, would have been a bigger recruiting loss. I think Mike Jones, to be honest with you, kind of offsets a little bit of both and definitely – is a more than adequate replacement from a recruiting standpoint with the connections that he has in the DC metro area, which was Webster's primary area to recruit. I'm interested to see what Mike Young does now um, to replace Webster if he does indeed leave. It's definitely a big loss. Um, Webster is an up and coming coach in the business, really highly sought after, very good recruiter for you know the amount of time he's been um, on coaching staffs and he's got a really bright future and has potential to be an excellent head coach someday. And um, it's definitely a big loss, um, but, you know, the way that Mike Young has manufactured departures and brought in additions to the program from both a support staff role to assistance to, you know, players just coming and going, um, I, I, I'm definitely confident he's going to, you know, find an adequate replacement for Christian Webster, but anytime you lose the two top assistants in the same offseason, it's tough. All right, last little piece of news we got here. Virginia Tech men's basketball, they brought in a transfer from South Florida named Michael Durr earlier in the offseason. But immediately, he entered back into the transfer portal once Chester Frazier announced he was leaving. They made quick work to replace him here in Blacksburg. Clemson transfer Lynn Kinn, a 6'10", 235 post guy, 
was the number 110 recruit nationally coming out of high school, played at IMG Academy in Florida. They've replaced that big man slot. So from what we've seen out of Lynn Kidd, is this a guy that can make an impact right away for Virginia Tech? Yeah, he's he's not someone that I'm banking on taking over the starting starting spot. I'm not sure that Tech needs him to, but um, he's certainly someone that has some tools. Um, it didn't really pan out for him at Clemson. I'm not really sure why. I, I saw a tweet going over um, Brad Brownell's um, highest recruits, and I think all but one of them have already have all exited the program, and they all did so early. So maybe that's something going on there at Clemson. But um, getting some some more front court depth was definitely important. I'm I'm not really sure how Lynn kid fits in terms of the offense and, and what kind of impact he can provide in the system. Um, haven't really seen him play. Don't know a ton about him, but I'm glad that they were able to get someone who was a highly regarded player who can at least theoretically give them maybe eight to 10 minutes a game. Cause that's realistically all they're going to need. Um, obviously injuries can change that, but if they can get something like eight to 10, eight to 12 minutes a game, out of Lynn Kidd, I think that that's pretty solid. Yeah, and you're essentially getting four years of him too. I mean, it was a COVID year, so he was a freshman. Well, last you year think you're getting four years of him? We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how right. things well, go. Right, right. So as Andrew said, things are pretty year to year now. Right. No, I I agree. Um, but but theoretically, you know, you're getting him with his full eligibility. Um, anyway, and um, yeah, I I like it. I mean, I I don't know how much he'll contribute right away like Ricky mentioned, I mean, I, I think, you know, developmentally, he wouldn't have been a high recruit if he didn't have tools to develop into a really good player. Um, he wouldn't have gotten offers in the ACC if he didn't. I know Virginia Tech did recruit him. Um, he ended up at Clemson. So um, I, obviously Virginia Tech's getting a guy who definitely has some tools, definitely an intriguing prospect. And I think Virginia Tech fans need to look at this as a prospect, right? Like that's essentially what he is. Um, a guy who has one year of college experience, didn't play a whole lot, was kind of buried in the rotation at Clemson. I would see Lynn Kidd, I mean, unless, unless I'm just totally off base with this, I would see Lynn Kidd in more of like a David Gusan role um, that we saw this past year where, you know, he's pitching in a little bit, eight to 10 minutes a game, but you're really just kind of interested to see how he develops and what you're kind almost, of player he you're develops. You're almost tough to like look at kids 2020 year as like a prep year. Right. Because mm -hmm. he only played in what seven games and played 33 minutes in those games. Right. So his, his actual in-game experience is almost zero. And right. Um, the, the, the probably more valuable experience is the experience he got on the practice floor. I agree. In, in, in terms of playing against older kids than what he was used to. So you almost have to look at this, like he did a, a prep year at, at like you would look at a football player doing a prep year at, at Fork Union. Right. I mean, and I'm intrigued to see how he fits with David and Gusan down the line as maybe the front court of the future for Virginia Tech. And I think he, you know, he has potential to make an immediate impact. If he comes in and, and practices really well, and Mike Young's comfortable to play. I mean, we know Mike Young isn't going to shy away from playing young guys. I mean, that's kind of what he's had to do out of necessity his first couple of years in Blacksburg, but even this past year, like David Gusan played a good bit as a freshman. I know Bamisil and Maddox did not, but you know, he's not afraid to play guys, you know, if he feels like they can help in a pinch. So 
we'll see how he develops. I, I'm more intrigued about, you know, his potential in the future rather than how he can contribute to this team right away. I'm not expecting him to play big minutes over Aluma or Mutz. I know Aluma is testing the NBA draft waters. I think we all expect him to come back. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to see, you know, what he brings to the table over the course of his time in Blacksburg. Hopefully he sticks around, right, and doesn't transfer out again. But yeah. I like his potential a lot. Here's what I'll say, Mike, and here's a new kind of way that we can look at it. When Mike says we're getting four years out of him, that can be looked at as we're getting up to four years of him. Kind of like when you buy a fluorescent light bulb and it says this could work for up to two years and then it burns out <laughs> after two months. It's up to that was the maximum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's insane how college athletics has gotten um, so tumultuous in terms of roster building and, and how coaches ha now have to navigate their rosters on a year-to-year -year basis. And um, we are going to essentially see free agency um, with players getting um, one free transfer in, in their career. That's just going to make things even, even crazier than they are. But yeah, I, I'm glad that they were able to get a body in um, him and Durr aren't really the same in the sense that Durr is way more experienced and has some some production that he can he can fall back on. But getting a, another talented body in the mix certainly is not a problem. And getting someone at that size, 6'10", 230, I think is an excellent size for a college center, especially a program like Virginia Tech. I hope he can run the floor a little bit um, and, and be a bit, you know, someone who can not be uh, – a liability in transition because we know Mike Young's team likes to pace the floor or space the floor and and get out and, and run a little bit. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful that he'll be able to fill that role and, and that he'll be able to supplement what Aluma provides as the five. So are, are we pretty convinced they're moving off of John Giacomo at this point? Can this be considered an indicator of that? I don't know, Mike. I'll leave that one to you. I, it's anybody's guess. Um, you know, we thought Ojiaka was going to play a little bit this year, and then it's almost like Mike Young was trying to develop him a little bit more. I mean, it just felt like that knee injury kept lingering. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying he was totally dishonest with it, and I'm sure it was bothering him a little bit, but I think he wasn't going to play Ojiaka unless he absolutely had to if there was a rash of injuries or something like that, but the fact that Ojiako didn't play a ton when Cordell Pencil was hurt and Virginia Tech really needed a backup big, I think tells you all you need to know about that situation. That's fair. That's fair. Anything else you guys want to discuss before we wrap this thing up? Um, shout outs, messages to the public. Shout out to everybody who graduated. Um, that was a, a fun time for me personally. And I, I certainly enjoyed my time at Virginia Tech and I'm sure everyone else did. I graduated make sure you get back as much as possible um looks like we're gonna have full capacity at lane stadium this fall um quite frankly there's no reason for us not to so boys will be setting up a potential uh get together yes in in blacksburg uh, once we get the dates and times of everything and all that fun jazz um and we know for sure that tickets are going to be available because Lord knows I'm looking forward to getting to a game. 
Yes, indeed. Uh, graduation shout outs for me. Shout out Don Tomas, shout out Tommy G, Matt Masiosi, Grant Edwards, Grace Scott, Kelly Hobbold, Brady Reynolds, Susie Hackey, Lauren Broussard, Mikey O, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, Mike, Brett Meester, <laughs> Evan Hughes, Drew in his car, Chan Wu Kim, and of course, the great Jimmy Cleveland. Jimmy, we didn't think you could do it. We're proud of you, kid. Uh, sure, Jesus. <laughs> it's like my best friend. It's all good. Um, but yeah, no. Shout out to all those guys, especially like navigating COVID at the end of their college career. And yeah, kind of that's brutal. Having to miss out on some of the fun parts about Virginia Tech senior football season, the real downtown Blacksburg bar experience where you're not separated and having to wear a mask every time you walk to the freaking bathroom. You navigated it. You guys didn't complain. You hung out with me, and as such, you are always welcome to stay at my house. Anytime you want to come to a football game, as long as I'm living here in Blacksburg, please call in advance. Uh, you know, football <laughs> season, we, we do book up big uh, big at the Chanson during football season. But Check to, to see if there's a vacancy at the Alex Inn. <laughs> yes. Hey, it's uh, in the fall. This is the number one vacation destination in the entire Commonwealth, my friend. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and I'm the five-star resort. But uh, yeah, shout out to all of them. Mike, what do you got? I think you guys about covered it. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back soon with another one. I don't think there's going to be any incredible news, but maybe we'll start doing positional previews or just random rambling, something like that. Mike's getting married this month, so uh, or next month, but in about a month, so we understand that he might be a little bit busy during that time, but we're full steam ahead. Summer. Hey, pod comes first. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Live from the honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll be back soon. Shout out to the good folks over at Main Street Pharmacy, and we will talk to you very, very soon. Until then, go Hokies, my friend. Yeah.